You're listening to your superpowered mind on the Superpower Up podcast, the show that investigates the innate power within your brain to create lasting change. Hi, everyone. This is Kristen Maxwell, and you are listening to your superpowered mind. I'm really excited about our guest today. We are going to be talking to Sean Anderson about how to change the world by going the extra mile. Sean is a motivational speaker. Uh, He has seven books with his seventh, The Four Fibs, coming out next month in July. And Sean, his, his specialty is recognizing the power that each of us has to create change in our lives when we go the extra mile. And the thing that's cool about Sean is though he means it figuratively for us, Sean has also actually lived this philosophy in his real world by biking across the U.S. two times and by trekking across five countries, which is sounds really, really cool to me. So Sean, welcome to your superpowered mind. Mm, it's awesome to be here. Thank you so much for the privilege of sharing time today and talking about all things super mind related. <laughs> That's great. And my first question for people is always, what superpower did you uncover as the result of mastering your mind? Oh, boy. Honestly, in all humility, I'm still, uh, I'm still a growing young Jedi in, in mind mastering and possessing any sort of superpowers. So uh, but in brief moments where I actually hear that inside whisper of, you can do it, I've used those whispers to grow in courage, to follow through with ideas, to build, to create. And as you mentioned, I just finished my seventh book, and in July, I'll be walking across my sixth country border to border. So what is my superpower? It's that I've been born and, and learned to develop a huge amount of courage. Wow. Yes. Your story shows that you've got a lot of, a lot of courage. And I want to, how did you get this courage? Where did it come from? Because so many of us want it, but some of us don't have it. (laughs) You know, I've just learned not to really take every time I've fallen down or failed seriously. I've never given more meaning to my own failure than is necessary to give it. It's because when we start to give our failures and our defeats meaning, and we really start to think that they matter everything, and the world's coming to an end when we fail and fall down and lose, that's when we let fear become the dominant thing that we ever feel. And and the courage that I've learned to develop is that when I fall down, I always find ways to get back up again and just say, just have that self-talk that it doesn't really matter that you're down, get up and go for it again. Because if you don't get up and if you don't go for it again, it's never going to happen for you. And, and so uh, the lesson that I really want to share with people is when you do, when you do fail, don't let fail be the determinant for how you live your life. Wow. Yeah, that's, pretty profound. It's, uh, do, how do you, you know, cause sometimes when you're in the middle of a situation where you're not feeling like you're doing very well, where you feel like you really are failing, um, how do you start to switch your brain around to start saying, wait, wait, you don't have to do this. I mean, 
Do you understand that sometimes it's a little hard just to even recognize that you're doing that? Well, because I'm always very aware that there's an ending. And I always think of the ending. I think of I think of the finish line because we're all going to reach a finish line eventually. And and if I and if I'm remembering that it's gonna happen and that this is my moment to 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 do and to achieve and to succeed and to take risks and to take chances, the 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 knowledge that the finish line is out there eventually gives me confidence to get my act together and 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 not die before it's my time to die. So, you know, in being aware that life is short and being aware that you have but one life to live, that's the most powerful thought you could ever have in, in helping you pursue the life that you want to live and helping you pursue dreams that you want to, 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 to give wings to and helping you find the job that you want and creating the relationship that you want and building the body that you want and starting the business that you want because someday you will never have that chance. So, so, so use your now while you have a now. Right. Yes, that's powerful. You, you know, you have this phrase, as I said, that like go the extra mile. How did you come up with that? What happened that caused you to, you know, adopt this as your slogan or your philosophy? Well, you know, if you if you want to keep on living the life that you're living right now, just keep on doing the same thing again and again and again. If you want the same relationship that you have, just keep doing exactly what you've been doing every week, every month for the last year. If you want to have the same health you have, keep doing the same thing again and again and again. You see, when we do the status quo, when we keep doing the same thing again and again, make the same number of phone calls every day for work, make this do the same number of push-ups every day, we're going to keep having the same life. But if you truly want to maximize your potential, if you truly want more, a better relationship, better health, better success, financial freedom, you can't keep doing the same thing over and over. You've got to do more. You've got to give more. You've got to be more. And that's where going the extra mile comes in. Every single day, in every single way, I do just a little bit more. And when you practice that premise, that's the secret to turning everything around in your life. Go the extra mile. Wow. That's great. Is there something specific that happened that to you or, or is it, have you been kind of like this? Have you always been motivated like this? Well, the whole extra mile thing really started. And, you know, I've got a nonprofit that's called Extra Mile America. And that whole idea grew back in 2007. Uh, uh, you know, that's when I took a Forrest Gump-like bicycle ride across the United States. Every, you know, so many bad things were happening. Bankruptcies were at an all-time high. Businesses were closing. Banks were closing. And I felt people started losing a basic confidence in themselves to, to build the life they wanted. They started looking at the government and saying, what are you going to do to make my life better? They looked at their boss. What are you going to do to make sure this company survives and that I keep making money? They looked at their spouse. What are you going to do to make sure that our relationship is better? They forgot the general premise that if you truly want to create change, you go the extra mile. And then I took my, at that time, 47-year-old bicycle, non-bicycling body across the country. My staff had developed events in 21 cities where I had the privilege of interviewing over 200 people who had been identified as having gone the extra mile in life in overcoming tragedy, defeat, or failure. And at the end of that 48-day tour, I gave away $10,000 of my own money to the stories that were most inspiring to me. From there, Extra Mile Day has now started. 
Last year, 527 cities across the country declared November 1st Extra Mile Day, where they recognize volunteers going the extra mile in service and volunteerism to make the community better. Wow, that's that's incredible. That's very that's a really cool story. Um, I, I want to. We're going to have to take a really quick break, but before we do that, we're. Um, I want to ask people where they can find out a little bit more about you and uh, Extra Miles going the extra mile. Well, again, my name is Sean Anderson, S-H-A-W-N-A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N. You can find me at seananderson.com. And certainly if you want to find out more about Extra Mile and recognizing some of the superstars in your community, go to extramileamerica.org. Great. Thanks. Uh, When we come back, we're going to be talking to Sean a little bit more about how you can change the world by going the extra mile. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer learning, intensive one-on-one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to your superpowered mind, and we are talking to Sean Anderson about what you can do to change your life and your world by going the extra mile. And it sounds to me, Sean, like a lot of what you're saying is that like, people really need to learn to take responsibility for their situations and that they have the power, that they're the ones who have to actually do something different to make change. You know, I think the greatest superpower that any of us could really pray for is just, the, just awareness, self-awareness. Because nothing ever really changes in our life unless we are aware of how we are creating what's happening around us in life. And that moment that we have that self-awareness, we realize then, you know, what, uh, what feelings and thoughts that we are having and creating that cause things to happen around us. We realize then what our triggers are that cause us to do certain things. We realize then when we have awareness, what our responses and reactions are to certain situations. Because when we know all of those things before they happen, it gives us the chance to be able to change the results of what we don't want to happen. Self-awareness is the true beginning of self-mastery. Right, right. So then when you're self-aware, then you realize how, what part you play. In your situation. That's right. Right. Yes, that's that's really fascinating. And I want to know what, um, if there were something that people wanted to do, the listeners, to start becoming um, more self-aware themselves, maybe actually figuring out where to go the extra mile, do you have a sort of an actionable tip or question or tool that they could use? You know, I believe that the life worth living is often the life worth recording. And 
the greatest tool that I've ever discovered in being able to develop self-awareness is the actual writing of a journal every single day. Because if you really want to come, you know, come face to face with your own feelings and your thoughts, there's no better way to explore them than, than writing them down and, and really thinking about how that situation made you feel and what were you thinking that caused that to happen. Because when, when that happens, you almost get to play, you're, you're like a master chess player as you walk through life because you, you know ahead of time that if you think, if you do, if you feel a certain way, that that act is predictable up ahead, that if a person does a certain thing, then that act is predictable. You know, we can't ever really predict the future, but we can do, we can do a part in tweaking the future. And again, it's when we tweak ourselves. Start writing a journal. Get to know you develop your self-awareness, and then you will truly start to develop that master mind ability that you might desperately seek. Right. That's great advice. One of the things that is, has, for some reason, really made a big difference to how I looked at the world and my own self-awareness was realizing that I didn't have to actually respond in a certain way when things happened. You know, if I got stuck in traffic, that didn't have to mean that I was grumpy, you know, that that was a bad thing. It was instead, I could, I could choose how to respond in that moment. That's right. And when you have that kind of self-mastery and you realize that you start to get a little ticked off and the, you're moving slow and you've got to get to your appointment in a half hour and you still got all this, the miles to go and why is the traffic so slow? And you start letting that whole situation build up and you just you just take a time out and you give yourself that time out. That's where self-awareness comes in and saying, look, I don't want to think this way because when I think this way, I feel this way. When I feel this way, then I act this certain way. So then you go back to the beginning and you tweak the computer that's on your shoulders. You go back there and you replace the thought that you're thinking in that moment. You give it you give some other thought, some other thing, some other twist. No one can change how you see the world better than you. So learn how you see the world by controlling what you think about the world. Right. Yes. And so many of our, our visitors talk about, uh, about getting mastery over mind. And I know that until I really got familiar with the concept of that, I thought we were sort of stuck with whatever thoughts were in our head, that that was just what it was. And if I was anxious, then I was anxious. Um, but then to learn that you actually can change what you're thinking and direct how you're thinking is truly transformational. It is. And, you know, you, you've got to be patient with yourself and you have to understand that, you know, every day we can, we can take an inch closer to finding mastery, but don't start thinking that you can jump miles and miles ahead of the race. Every single day, it becomes a, a process of accountability, of holding yourself accountable to the certain tools that develop, that help you develop to grow, to evolve. And, and, you know, I, because at any particular time, anybody that has, has a certain self-mastery will begin to lose it if they don't continue to practice the skills every single day. Right, right. I, I've, it's that kind of thing where I have, you know, with dogs and kids and, you know, say the dog poops in the yard rug. It's like, okay, well, here's a great opportunity for me to practice being calm, <laughs> you know, like, okay all right, no big deal. I get to clean it up. Now I get to wash the floor. You know, can you actually turn it around? Is it a good thing? Um, I'm sorry for that crude example, but that 
that has, but you're you're right because you know, you can, let's say you wake up in the morning and you found out the dog couldn't hold it long enough to go potty outside. And, and if you let that one incident start to develop your mojo for the rest of the day, your, your mojo is going a negative way. So you've got to be able to put the brakes on. You've got to put the stoppers on yourself and say, whoa, 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 whoa. This, this is not going to determine the rest of my day. Let me just take care of business. Let's clean it up and let's find something super positive to start thinking and feeling about. So we can start to develop, developing momentum the other direction. Right. Which, and I like that you talk about momentum because actually one of my questions is so many of my clients and people who, when they start seeing me, there's stuff that they want to change. They know that there's more stuff that they need to do, but they just don't trust themselves to do it or you know, to actually go the extra mile, to get the energy up to do it. Um, and what I know that once they get started, then they keep going because they've got the momentum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what do you suggest for people when they're feeling in that way, when they're sort of stuck? No, Kristen, the, the first goal that I always, the first step of every goal that I have in my mind is always the very first step, the first same step. And it's, it's, it's writing down the words, I believe I can do this. I believe I can do this. And, and that's simply developing that kind of confidence in yourself and always coming back to it when things aren't going your way, that's the most powerful gift you can ever give yourself is self-confidence and belief. Because mm-hmm. when you truly do believe, then when you do feel failure and, and rejection and defeat and loss and tragedy, if you come back to that general premise, I believe I can do this. I believe in me. Then we're always on the right step of getting step two, three, four, five, six, and 15 finished. Mm-hmm. That's, yes, that's great. So what I, I'm wondering, how, what gave you the idea now to trek across the countries? Um, so what countries have you trekked across and how have you I've, done I've walked, I've walked 550 miles across Spain in 27 days. I've walked up the coast of Portugal. I've walked across England. I've walked around Ireland. I've walked 750 miles in 48 days around Shikoku, Japan. And this July, I'm leaving to walk across my sixth country, 500 plus miles across a cool little country called Italy. So, you know, why do I do this? I do this to go find my simple. That's my answer. I go find my simple because all I have is a backpack. Once I enter a country, I don't take any means of transportation except my feet. I go up and down mountains. I don't know where I'm going to stay each night. I don't know where I'm going to eat. I just go. I learn to breathe. I learn to appreciate the now. I learn to overcome tired feet and, and lost toenails. I learn to overcome the moments at your life and you're saying, freaking, I cannot believe I'm doing this. I learn to believe in myself. And when you learn to just to, to feel the awesomeness of the simple, when you come back, when I come back, I will have more purpose and more refined passion than I ever have. Because sometimes in life, we think we need all the extras to find happiness and health and harmony. It's not true. Just go find your simple and you'll end up finding that you live more days happy than ever before. Wow. Yeah. I, I, it's so funny because I do backpacking um, up in the Sierras and there is this very funny um, thing that happens is you're spending all your time trying to just get warm, you know, set up your camp, hike, 
eat your food and you come back so relaxed. It's not, as one of my daughters says, it's not actually fun while you're there, at least in her experience. But afterwards, it's just that knowing, that feeling of satisfaction. <laughs> yeah, I get that. You know, and I remember there was one period on my very first long venture, I was going across Spain and on one particular day, man, I got caught in the worst rainstorm and I was crossing this this flat land and the, the path that I was on was this this mud where my feet, every time I took a step, it sunk in way over my tennis shoe past my ankle and between my ankle and my boot. So I'm like trudging. It's pouring down on me as hard as you can imagine. I'm, I'm taking step by step and my brain is going, I cannot believe what the F are you out here doing? But then all of a sudden you reach this certain thing. You go, whoa, I have never done this before. I've never done this before and I'm going to get through this. And all of a sudden, a deep appreciation of the pounding rain, of the incredible muddy path that I'm on. Every time I pick up my shoe and boot, it's just it's it's weighing five pounds extra because of the mud on it, and I'm just going. And there's a, a new refreshment of spirit. And then eventually, 20 minutes later, the sun came out, the path got solid, and I go, I cannot believe I just did that. That is amazing. And so when you start to appreciate walking through the tough times, then, man, when you walk through great times, that's magical. Right. It really is true, and it's so hard to explain to people because they're like, that just sounds awful. I don't want to go do that. So I'm wondering, and I'm, I mean, I'm wondering, what are what's a – what's sort of a parallel that people could do who couldn't go, you know, who are not able to go take, you know, a week to go backpacking or um, to go trek across the country? How do we find that sort of peace? And I guess we have challenges every day and we just face our challenges realizing that we're, if, I guess if we're just present with them, I have no question. I have a question. I mean, what is my question in that? I don't know. <laughs> Well, okay. This is this is what I've heard. Okay, this is what I'm hearing you say, and and what it's what it's reminded me or prompted me to share is one of the greatest gifts you could give yourself every single day is just taking a walk. Now, you don't have to walk across the country, and you don't even have to walk ten miles or five miles. You can walk a simple mile, because as you're walking, you get to you get to start to appreciate the the, the smallest and simplest of miracles. You know, you'll see the trees are blossoming again year after year. You'll see the birds singing and flying. You'll see the squirrel run across the street. You'll see a dog over there wagging its tail or barking. You start to, when you take a walk, you slow down your world. You slow down everything about your world. You give yourself time to breathe because your body's starting to move. And when you give, your a chance, you, you give yourself a chance to breathe, you start just to be present and you're in the now. And you realize that every single day there are 100 miracles all around us that we fail to notice. The miracle of sight, the miracle of sight, smell of, of all the senses, those are miracles. And we keep thinking of, I, I need a miracle to change my life. Man, we are living a miracle. You are a miracle. Being here is a miracle. And you appreciate that more if you just every single day take a recess, give yourself a recess and go on a walk. Wow. Yes. Again, that's great, great advice. And go on a walk, not just going on a walk, but being aware of what's around and all what you appreciate around you. And 
what you notice, not being stuck in the, oh my gosh, I have to do this for my boss and my family is doing this, but actually being in the moment. That's beautiful. I did that yesterday, actually. <laughs> I, I just think that the more that we we give ourselves permission to go take a walk, the more that we're slowly going to start to melt the ice around our heart where it smiles, which then turns our the, 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 the smile on our face into something real. And then our mind smiles and then our life starts to smile. And when we are smiling on the inside, the world can't help but start to smile at us on the, on the outside. And that's where good things happen to you. That's where good energy is created. That's where people want to hang out with you, read what you write, you know, hire you for the new job, ask you what your secret is. That's, that's what it is. It's, it's learning to smile from the inside so you really create a sincere smile on the outside. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you're, it's, it's beautiful. You're telling people to really slow down, get aware of what their thoughts are, um, take a walk, be present inside their body, and they're going to end up learning to like themselves and the world a bit more. It's what it sounds like. You know, that's absolutely right. Those, those are, you've just listed my greatest goals every single day. Those are my goals. And those are goals that all of us can attain. Those are goals that will change all of our lives is, are those inner goals. You know, it might be fun and, and, and passionate to, to, for me to try to think of selling a million books or to be on Oprah's Super Soul Sunday, but those aren't the goals that really matter. Those might be cool moments but the goals that matter are the goals that you just listed. Those are the inner goals that change everything about our world. Wow. Yeah, thank you. That's great. So how do you um, – you've got – you are productive. You're on your seventh book. Tell us a little bit about the book. Well, a long time ago, you know, I graduated from Berkeley, and, and I uh, – was working graveyard shift at a 7-Eleven and I started reading every motivational book that I could ever lay my hands on. I mean, I wanted to know what made those people different, the, the successful men and women in life and why I couldn't be like that. What was it that was holding me back? I wanted what they had. And one of the books that I read that was really a life-changing book was a book by an author named Og, O.G. Mandino. It was called The Greatest Miracle in the World. And Og taught me something different than the rest of the writers who taught me. Og taught me that to write a truly powerful, inspiring book for me, I didn't, you didn't have to list the 10 ways to be rich, the 10 ways to have great health, the 22 ways to find the love of your life. No, Og wrote a story, an inspiring fictional story where he embedded in the words powerful, life-changing messages that the reader could choose to pick up on if he chose to pick up on them. And I've adopted that whole Og Mandino type way of writing. And The Four Fibs, my next book, continues to walk with a character that I created called Amicus. And Amicus is a, is a very cool and unique individual who's just got all the secrets to life that he shares with people who are having a little bit of issues. This, the Four Fibs is about a guy who just had his fiance walk away. He's just quit his job. He looked in the mirror and just said, oh my God, what happened to me? And he decides to take a walk on the beach. And as he's walking on the beach, he meets this bird feeder named Amicus. They start to feed birds together and then they walk up the rest of the beach and Amicus teaches him the four fibs, the four lies that people tell themselves and really believe that hold them back from reaching their greatest potential. 
Wow, that sounds great. Um, because I think a lot of us have this, we have, we know that there's, we are the biggest block to our own success and our own potential and happiness. You know, I, I, I know that a lot of us believe that and that's true, but I think that far fewer really believe it than we think. I think a lot of people, you know, they're quicker to point to their spouse as being their number one problem or their boss as being their number one problem or their parents as being their number one problem or no program available to be their number one problem. They forget that their number one problem is the person that brushes their teeth every single morning because when you have that, we're back to self-awareness. When you have the awareness that I can cause and create every good and bad thing in my life, that's the power that really will change your life. If you continually believe believe that it's your spouse's problem, your partner's problem, your, your, your friend's problem, the government's problem, whoever's problem, man, that's when you're going to be forever stuck in mediocre land and you're never going to be able to truly live dreams that you could imagine living. Yes, that's very true. Wow. It's been really great talking to you today, Sean. Um, I'm loving, you know, hearing just your energy and just the truth of your advice. I can very much hear it. Uh, you're, and, so, you're sweet. Thank you. Yeah, sure. And can you remind the listeners where they can learn more about you? Oh, gosh, I so appreciate you asking again. Thank you so much. It's Sean, seananderson.com, S-H-A-W-N, seananderson.com. And every single Thursday, in fact, today was uh, my 365th or so Inspiration Thursday, where I write a simple little positive message, a story that inspires you up your own mountain, pushing you or pulling you. And, and go online, subscribe to that. It's absolutely free. And I promise every single Thursday, I'm going to do what I can to help you get what you want. Wow. Thank you very much for that. Everybody, all the listeners, thank you again for being here. I hope you were able to get some inspiration from Sean and the inspiration to to journal and note your thoughts and become self-aware of what you're thinking and to get out and move around and touch, you know, just get in touch with who you are in your body. So between now And next time, go out and remember that you do hold the power to change and to transform your world. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today. 